Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to our wondrous world show, to this world of ours, which is really a wonderful world. We just have to make it that way, but it originally is. I am Helena Margareta. My God, has it been a long time since I've been speaking to you live on the air. And uh, there are good reasons for everything in life. But I'm back. I'm so delighted and I'm really quite nervous to be back also on the air because here you are. And um, it's um, it's delightful. And, uh, you know, people have believed I died. (laughs) Because I was away and some people sent emails, are you still alive? Are you still with us? Or sometimes they just don't dare even do that. And they ask people, is she still around? Is she here? Did she have an accident? Or what happened? No, I'm back here. It's wonderful to be back. And I thank you for tuning in to me and to being with me. You know, things happen in life. Things happen a certain way because maybe we have to go in a different direction. And I certainly had that last year. Last summer, something happened. But before that, last spring, really, and was shortly before I was going to go back to Europe. And I felt that, now, you know, I've been in Miami for so long. I love Miami, but, you know, is this the place where I'm going to go on and on till the day I die? And those thoughts started to take shape and form in my mind. And Sunday one morning I woke up, nah, I don't think I want to stay here any longer. I want to move. And, you know, to move is not that easy. You have to really make a lot of preparations. You have to, you know, really pack up a lot of things. Anyway, things happened so fast after that. And it didn't take long for me to just be out and away. All my belongings, my Miami belongings were in storage and I was on my way back to Europe. And I had no idea where to go after Miami. I actually had ideas, maybe the Caribbean, uh, maybe somewhere in North America, maybe back in Europe. I really didn't know. And it was wonderful to feel so free about it. (laughs) And uh, I um, I just took it all in stride. And back in Europe, I um, decided that um, now it's time to really finish that book I promised everyone that I would write, my third book. And uh, this was what I did. But anyway, first I'm going to give you a few announcements. I have my website, which is www.speakingtoyourheart. Dot com, speaking to your heart dot com, speaking to your heart dot com. It's also called Activeil uh, dot com. Then I have uh, an old uh, site called BodySoulConnection dot com. So I said several times also BodySoulConnection dot com, BodySoulConnection dot com. And uh, but it's going to be revised shortly. My book Constant Awakening is still selling well. Please buy it. You will learn about my extraordinary trip, How I Found Spirit. And as many said, it has been very helpful for them in their own search for spirit. For some, it has even been life-changing. And I remember one woman in Sweden, she wrote me a note and said, you know, I didn't even know I could understand English, but that book changed my life. It is life-changing because it takes you on a journey and you experience the journey. It's not this how-to point one, two, three book where you just get points intellectually. It's something that brings you into the experience and then through that you awaken. And, of course, I have my meditation CDs and uh, you can go to my website on the, again, on the book page, speakingtoyourheart.com. Upcoming guests. 
therefore, later this month, we have first Dr. Eric Pearl, the founder of Reconnective Healing. He's actually also coming to Sedona uh, later this month for you out there who live in Sedona and uh, in, uh, near Sedona. And then we have Vipin Mehta, a metaphysician from India, author and lecturer, and he is also working here in the United States. So that is what I have to announce, and I have several questions out there. So um, you would um, be able to even call in. And I know many people have asked me, why don't you do your 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 healings uh, or, or your medical intuition on the air. You know, I did that once, and I got into a little bit of trouble once. It was not on my show. It was on somebody else's show, uh, a more public show, so to speak. And somebody called in and said, what's wrong with me? I, no one knows. And I was reading him, and I, as I said, got into trouble that with that because I made a diagnosis. I'm not allowed to do that um, because we have doctors who can do that and you're supposed to go to the doctors who tell you what's wrong so they can give you the right medication. I always tell people, please go to your doctor first and see what help you can get through the medical field. You have to do that and doctors are good people who can help you. And I can tell you a lot about this because of what I went through last summer. And I think this was what was a message to me also about all the caring people out in the medical field who really work because they want to help you. Anyway, so I will love to take calls, but I don't think I can give you the so-called healing or or medical intuition on the air. I will do that privately, and I do this every day, basically, over Skype and over the telephone, not over cell phones. It doesn't work that well, so I prefer Skype and regular landlines. It works beautifully. We have had good experience with that through the years, and I work with anyone in the whole world. It works. It does. <laughs> so... Um, why I've been away so long? So that's number one question I have received. And yes, last summer, and I'm going to tell you a story, a true story, what happened last summer. And I hope you will stay on to listen. I was in Stockholm, Sweden, as I told you. I was working on my third book. And it was coming towards the end that I said, well, the way it's going, I will soon be able to leave here and go back to America because the book is finishing off. I'm finishing off the book and I had told the publisher who had actually asked for the book that, yeah, you have it beginning of January. You can come out, they can come out on the market as from January this year. This didn't happen. One particular day in August last summer, I felt really good and happy. It was one of those lovely summer days in Stockholm, Sweden. And I decided to just go out on the town and meet some friends and enjoy the beautiful summer day. I had a lovely day, and towards the end of the day, this was now Friday afternoon, rush hour, I took the subway back home. And from the station, I took that long escalator back up to the street. Anyone who lives in a big city knows what I'm talking about. And I stood there in the middle of the escalator, and no, and there was some kind of commotion above me. A man had fallen. But when you're in an escalator going up, there's nothing to hang on to. He had fallen right onto the people behind him, and they were also falling. There was a domino effect. I saw it coming. And I couldn't do anything. There was nothing to hang on to. So I fell, and the man above me, the, ne the step above me, he fell on top of me. Unfortunately, he was twice as wide and twice as, as tall as I am. And he pinned me down in this, those knife-sharp escalator steps, and I couldn't move. 
and I fell on someone else, but I wasn't very big, and she was a very big woman. (laughs) So we had this domino effect, and no one could do anything. We're lying there crawling with our legs and arms up in the air, and the escalator was still going up. When I came up to the top of the escalator, there was so much blood, and I realized after a while it was me. But I wasn't left alone. I would have thought, well, Stockholm, Sweden, everyone is so reserved and and mind their own business. But not so. I had never seen so much kindness and so much love pouring out of total stranger towards me. And they came with any little thing they could give me just to stop that blood gushing out. And I remember one particular young man, and he came with a package of cocktail napkins. I'm sure he had a good use for it, with some sexy girls on them. And he said, oh, use this. And um, and I looked at him and smiled a little. I said, oh, thank you. Are you sure you don't need them? And he said, well, not now. And others came with everything, you know, whatever they had been out shopping, and they put that on my wounds to stop the blood. And eventually the ambulance came and the first thing the ambulance driver was well of course he asked how you're feeling and all this but he said are you angry now that this happened and I thought angry after all this outpour of love from so many people towards me people who didn't know me and to see how they wanted to help someone in need no I wasn't angry I was actually grateful for the experience. It was so big for me. And, of course, I did the search and everything and came home the next day, and I thought everything was over. And it was for a few days. I was healing good. Well, I'm a healer. (laughs) And one thing out there, when you have a wound, put magnets on them also and put your own hands on them and put the big white light on your wounds it does help I swear by it but something else happened to me I noticed that after a few days I had something was very wrong I was actually very sick and I couldn't keep my food and uh, back to the emergency in in the same hospital and they recognized me and they said, how's the leg? I said, it's not it. It's my stomach. I'm not well. After testing, they found out I caught that bacteria you only catch in hospitals, whatever the name is now again. And I was now concerned because I'm not like a teenager anymore. I'm a woman of a certain age. And that could be quite dangerous. And I noticed now my life was actually slipping away and I could feel it by the hour. It was like you had some kind of eternal, I cannot say parasite, but it's what you see in, in the movies about the those alien movies where you have something in your body that suddenly comes out and that's the way I felt it. How you were taken over by something and you couldn't do anything about it. And, of course, I got medication that really almost killed me off. And I was so weak. And every day was a struggle to to get through it. I couldn't even leave my home. I couldn't go out. I couldn't leave my bathroom. I couldn't do anything. It was just a horrible, horrible time. And I came to the point when they just kind of said, we cannot do anything more. But in this meantime... I met so many nice, caring people, doctors, nurses, and in Sweden they have many male nurses, and they were the nicest, sweetest people. One nurse even said, and he said, I really believe in angels, and your angels really must have helped you in that process when you fell in the escalator because that was the best way you could fall on your leg, to have your legs hurt you know, damaged or thrown up. It could have been your head, you would be dead. It could have been the face, it could have been peeled off. It could have been any other part of your body and it would have been very, very bad for you. Now you survive. He said that, you know, when I came in from the ambulance. (laughs) And um, yes, I believe in angels and I'm going to go through with that later on. 
But here, how did I get out of this particular situation? Well, I turned around in my way and said, listen, I have to do this on my own. I help other people get well. I have to help myself. It is the hardest thing to do, like all healers know, to help yourself is the hardest darn thing that you can even imagine. So, what did I do? I started to work with the light, with the white light, and give myself strength. It worked, but it worked for that day. It didn't really take me outside of the house. It gave me more strength. I could go back working with other people who were sick and give them help. But it didn't take me far enough. I had lost too much of my physical, mechanical strength. Then I recalled that someone had come to my classes, to one of my workshops earlier in the fall. And she actually had one of those computer machines. I had someone on my show in the beginning of my radio career a couple of years ago, and I think her name was Joanne Kilmartin, and I'm sure she is in the archives, and she actually had one of these machines. It was invented by somebody called Dr. Bill Nelson, an American, understand, who uh, uh, used this in this country and was very, very welcomed by the medical field because it could diagnose what was wrong with the body. But then they found out it could also heal the body. Then it was outlawed, and Dr. Nelson had to leave America, and he went to Eastern Europe with his machine, and he's working from there now with this machine. And I had one lady who was in my workshop, and she had told me she had one of the machines, and I thought, that's good to know. And now I contacted her and said, you know, I think that machine is what I need now to fix my body. What does that magical wonder machine do? It actually, you connect with it with various cords, and then it picks up on what's wrong with the body. Well, we knew that. But then it gives you the impulses that will actually heal the body. I did that for hours and hours every day. And soon I started to see the symptoms turn around. And day by day I got better and better. I understand now how people feel when they have cancer and have been told they're going to die. Don't give up. Stay in there. And make it work one way or the other and see what you can change about your life. I certainly knew that that accident and everything was just for me. The whole escalator fell down, but it was only so I would be hurt and I would get my message. And my message was, I've been a little bit lazy. I've just been comfortable in my life. Uh, Yes, I've been doing my work, but I haven't been aggressive enough. I haven't stood up enough to stand for what I really believe in. And what is it I believe in? That, yes, within you, there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place is called, I am the light. I am the light. And that place within you is your source, the original you, the light within you, the God flame within you, your higher potential. It is, I am the light within you. It is the first commandment with you, within you. What is the first commandment again? Well, you know of the Ten Commandments. You should have no other gods before me. This is the light, the God flame within you. This is your first commandment. Follow that light within you. Follow that light around you. Follow that light above you. Follow the light. That is what you're meant to do. And that's what I did. And that's what I realized. I had forgotten it. I had forgotten it all this time. And now I came to to understand 
that this is what we have all forgotten in this world. To be spiritual is not to be religious. And I'm saddened to see that religion has come to be in some countries a bad word because it should be really spirituality that we are looking for. I say a bad word, I'm t- talking about Northern Europe particularly because they are a little afraid of that word religion. Whereas in this country now it's been kind of something that is going to decide who's going to be president or not. Not so good the way it's happening in the world. We should be informed that religion and spirituality are two different things. I say that over and over each time. When I make a lecture, when I deliver a lecture somewhere, when I speak to people, and people just don't know. Spirituality, which is what I represent, is your and my personal connection with the higher power, whatever you call it. I don't care what you call it. Call it God, call it your white light, call it your soul light, your core light, the source. Source is a good name. It does not matter. And then religion is what what the tradition and the culture has turned you into being. If it's a Muslim or a Christian or a, or, a, or a New Age or whatever, it does not matter. God is God everywhere. And this is what I notice in my travels. I speak with all kinds of people uh, from any religion. And if I change some words here and there, they all believe I believe exactly what they do, which of course I do, but I'm not of their religion, so to speak. I'm of my own personal religion, which is that I'm spiritual. (laughs) I believe in, in God. I truly do. I believe in God as the white light, and that is good. And I believe that God has agents. Agents, yes. I call them agents, angels, in other words. That angels are God's agents. It's that simple. We're all the same package. So that's why I don't believe in bad angels or fallen angels at all. I believe in the good angels. They're the only ones that exist for me. So that was what uh, happened that, yes, I recovered I would probably never fully, I would still have this in my body, but I'm okay. And after Sweden, I went to the Dominican Republic. It was wonderful. I stayed there for three months. And I loved the energy and the fresh air of certain parts of the Dominican Republic, particularly, I think, in the eastern part where I stayed. And I was spending my time on the ocean inhaling that wonderful, good air. Dominican Republic was also the place where, what's his name, Christopher Columbus landed and said, this is the West Indies, or this is India, and, and of course the western part of India. That's what he believed. So um, we have, uh, and I'm now well, it, it has taken its toll, but I have changed my mind about a lot of things. I have also changed my mind about the uh, how the fundamental medical field because there's so many people out there who really are working for the good of the people and who believe that they they can help and want to help. And there are many people in them and among them who believe in angels. And I heard that also from here and there. I'm not going to believe in those other people who don't believe in whatever it could be. But I have seen so much kindness during my difficult time that I got a new view on life. It has been a wonderful time simply because I decided that we are good people. We are just confused. And we have to change the leadership out there so we are not made to believe the so-called wrong things. We have a troubled world right now, 
and that world needs a lot of light and a lot of light workers. So please get engaged in this area of helping the world. I am, and I love to do so also. I have um, a few questions here, and if you want to call in, please do so. I'm going to my mailbox. I thought I would have more questions, but there are more I see there's so many questions like, oh, my leg is hurting. Why is it so? Or oh, my back is so sore. Why is it that way? And I have to be, you know, personal with them, and that is not what I'm going to do. So my first question was, and most questions were about, why have I been away so long? By the way, I'm going to do a little meditation here today at the end of the show. I have... You know, it's amazing. Here I go away. I'm away for a few months, and uh, everything switches. I have um, callers, and I don't know if these are callers who just want to listen, or I don't know if they are showing a hand to actually be on the air. So if I, I don't know why they switch uh, switchboard so quickly. I suppose it's technology that wants to come off and see if this is working. Uh, You're on the air. Would you like to be on the air? I see you are listening. No. Hello? Are you there? Okay, then I take somebody else. Hello? Yes. Uh, hello, who am I speaking? Where are you? I did, don't know what number. Are you there? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hello, Hi. this is Helena. And with whom am I speaking? Yes, my name is Antoinetta. Hello, Antoinetta. Do you have a question for me today? Yes, this is the first time I'm calling and the first time I found you. Oh, thank you. Well, it's now, almost the first not... for both of us. <laughs> Yes, I'm not sure what kind of psychic reading you're doing or what kind of psychic you are, but I have a love relationship with Jen. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, I uh, I do mostly, I tell you exactly what I'm doing, and I'm so glad to call in just to make sure here that I know how to operate the new uh, system because everything has changed, as I said. So thank you, Antoinette. Where are you? What location? Uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, great. And it's cold up there still, or do you have uh, one of those early springs? Um, it's 70 degrees here today. Wow, that is early, isn't it? I mean, this is March and 70 degrees. I would say that's pretty much. But for a, what I do is that I look at people, and I see that... Uh, aura, so to speak, uh, aura with everything in it, past lifetimes, and we can go into the men also, or the the women, depending on who, who I speak to. Well, and, yes, um, I had a specific question. Okay, see if it's in my field. Okay, um, it's regarding this man that I'm involved with, and he had said that he was going to move in in the beginning of March, and he's okay. not moved in, and I don't know if he's going to move in or if he's lying to me. His name is Jason. Hello, Jason. It's strange when I look at your energy, I don't see him near you, so to speak. He's not in your energy field. So if he hasn't moved in, maybe he's just not going to do so. I don't give predictions, but I don't see him close in your energy field uh, where you actually, well, he's there. Okay, so now I see him a little bit, but he's on the other side of you. I see him on the left side, which means that, but he's not very strong in your energy again. Uh, when I see someone on the right, right side, it, it means that you have more of a spiritual and more of a loving relationship with him. But here it seems that he is just not uh, probably going to do that. And I say that so easily because I have had 
men I talk a lot to men over the telephone. Men prefer to talk to me like you do now. And they say if they want something, if they want somebody, they say so. And they don't say that they don't want someone, but they take the easy road out many times and don't appear uh, or don't say no. They just kind of disappear. But, but he keeps if, coming around. He didn't disappear. He keeps knocking at my door and wanting to see me, and I'm to the point where I don't answer anymore because I'm upset, I'm mad that yeah. he didn't follow through. You don't come well, to then, my house and say you're going to move in, and then you don't move in. Yeah. Uh, and maybe he's just waiting for, I feel he has something else he wants to check out first, but he doesn't want you, he doesn't want to lose you. And this is actually a love relationship, so it's just not someone who wants a room with you. Right, right. Yeah. And I don't know how he's feeling because I know for a fact he came by the house a couple nights ago and I did not answer the door. Yeah. Can you just ask him, or does he not want to? Maybe if you are on that level, you're so close. Maybe you should just be out. You know, both of you should talk instead of asking someone else, because if he had really wanted to come and live with you, he would have been there immediately. But now it seems he's waiting for something else, and he wants to keep you around anyway. So this is something you have to sort out, and I think there is no other better way unless you really want to be sitting there waiting and hoping. But ask him and see what he really wants, yes or no, because if you're going to have someone living with you, you shouldn't have these complications between you, that you just have a guesswork and you have to ask someone else. You should be a little bit closer with each other and you should have a little bit more of an open you know, line between you in communication. It's not that I'm trying to put it off or anything, but I just want to help you through this, that you know, make him sure that you have a right to know. Is there someone right. else? Right. Well, he keeps he keeps playing games because he's staying with the mother of his two children, and he's not married to that woman, and he's staying over there and playing games back and forth, back and forth. And she knows this as well. So yeah. if he's staying over there, why is he bothering me? Because he wants you in reserve. I hate to say so, but it seems he wants someone else just in case she would throw him out because that's what I have a feeling she has threatened to do. So thank you so much, Antoinette. It was nice talking to you, but I feel that the best way would be to to uh, really face him face to face and find out what he really wants. What, does he want you or does he want to her or does he want to keep two women? That's what it comes yes. back to. I wish you good luck, and I wish you a really good man in your life. Yes, and thank you. And you can ask, you. listen on to the show, and maybe we can make something like this. If you stay on and we listen to the meditation later, we can make this wish for meditation. There are so okay. many wonderful people out there, wonderful men that are waiting for one woman and not having one in reserve. Have a good yes. day, Antoinette. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, yes. So um, here we have another question. And this is what, uh, you know, I had a man on my show some time ago, and I think it's in the archives still. It was a popular show, I remember, at the time. And what I remember that my guest said at the time, who had written a book about men and women, the relationship between men and women, was that... Uh, Men actually let you know what they want. If they want to move in with you, they they say so. They do so right away because they really want to for whatever reason. It might mean that they are without a home, but 
they move in, you know. They don't wait and say, oh, maybe, yes, I don't know. They know it. And if they want you as a woman, they let you know that also you don't have to run after him. That's what he said. I know some men are very, very shy, and that could help that you let him know that you're interested. But men, they're still the hunters, you know. They're still the ones who want to go out and catch the wild. And... uh, they still do, you know. They they like to, to be in charge somehow. Okay, so uh, then we have the next uh, question here that someone asked me, and that was, you say you're not new age, so what are you? And that's Ken in Miami. And I just spoke about that, and yes, I represent spirituality. Spirituality is freedom is freedom from somebody else's opinion in what you believe in. You can believe the way you do. And that's why I don't challenge anybody else's belief in God. God is what you believe God to be. You are right in your belief. If you believe God is a man who sits in the sky on a cloud with a beard, That is what God is. If I believe God is the light and the higher energy that knows all and sees all and is there to help us, that is what God is. I have gone through a lot of stages of awakening to come to that stage. And that's what we all have to do. We cannot say that anyone else is right or wrong. New Age to me is also a form of religion that you have put some kind of rules what you are to believe in. And that's why I say I'm not New Age. I'm just spiritual. I'm a believer. I love being a believer. And in that is so much included. So I have my direct connection with spirit without anyone telling me how to do it. A religion tells me what to believe in, and I have to dress a certain way. I have to stay with the team, so to, so to speak. I have to think the way my team does, and I have to be a team worker. And I am, my team is God and the angels. And here you have Mary in Hollywood, Florida. And um, what do you feel we should do to be healthier? Well, everything. (laughs) I believe attitude is so important. If you have a happy attitude and you are not negative in your feelings, you feel much better. And when you are taken over by grief or negativity or uncertainty like Antoinette right now, you you don't feel well either. It goes on your body. It eats on you. So to feel well and to get better, you have to really have the right attitude, which is not that easy sometimes to get rid of if you're disappointed in, in so many things and things are not going way, your way or you have money problem or you have love problem or you have health problem. Try to... Just look at things a new way. And then, uh, you know, water is very important in our lives. Start off drinking two glasses of water in the morning. You know, that gets your system working. And you can gargle also to get your throat going and your mouth, you know, going. But two glasses of nice, clean water I really don't like that water you get out of the tap in the United States of America. It's so full of chlorine. It tastes like a swimming pool. So if you can get some other kind of water, please. We are not swimming pools. We are uh, we are human beings. We don't need that chlorine. And we don't need the ice you put in your water. Ice is not a natural thing. I mean, it's good with ice sometimes, uh, and it's, it tastes good when you, you, you need to drink water. You cannot stuff yourself with too much water. But don't put that cold ice. Do you know why they put ice in the drinking water in America? 
I noticed that very quickly because when you take that chlorinated water and put ice in it, you don't notice that it tastes so bad. It's actually quite delicious. But once that ice melts, you're back to the chlorinated water and it tastes that awful. That's what I love about Europe, that you have good water when, of course, you can drink the water. So, um, And then, before you go to bed, drink a glass of water again. They say it's good to get rid of those cramps you get later in your legs in the, during the night towards the morning particularly, because when you get cramps in the morning, it's because you are getting to be dehydrated. So drink water before you go to bed. And they say also it's good for your heart and you're more, less apt to get a stroke uh, or, or heart attack during the night if you drink water at night. My grandmother believed differently. She always had a glass of cognac uh, before she went to bed, but it seemed to have worked with her also. So, um, and here next one is Rick in Orlando. He says, Helena, you are a healer. What do you feel about the general health of the Americans? I uh, feel Americans are great people that when they start doing something, they do it big time. So now that Americans have discovered good health, they are really going for it big time, which means you have those health shows on television, you have uh, all the articles in the papers, what to eat and not to eat. Otherwise, Americans are not a very healthy people it's a very sick people. Why? Because of the food, I would say. You eat wrong. You eat too much sugar. You eat too much of that good stuff that that's called potato chips and whatever, and you drink too much sodas. So if you cut out the sodas and never have a soda again, oh, yes, Diet Cokes too, they're very bad for you. I say that in all my lectures. Why? Because the Diet Cokes particularly have all that stuff in them. And aspartame, for instance, very bad for the system. can start depressions. So when people are depressed and feeling they're getting fatter, they drink a diet something drink. And it makes it worse in the long run. So um, please stop those things, uh, running the risk of being sued from the from the Pepsi or Coke companies. But no, uh, it is not good for you. Drink water, drink juices, uh, drink whatever, uh, but not the those Cokes. It's not very good for you. And not for your children. It takes over our society too much. And everything in moderation. As much natural as you can eat would be wonderful. And those supermarkets now where all the organic foods are popping up now everywhere. And um, that's what I love about this country again. You do things so big time when you get started. And we have a movement now that has started to get back in good health again. So get back in shape. Cut off all those unnecessary calories and start moving. Stop driving those cars everywhere. People take the car just to drive across the street to the shop. You can walk there. I walk as much as I can, and I love walking. Of course, this is a country that's built up for car driving. You have to get the car here to just get to your shopping. But you can also walk much, much more than what you do. So move and and think properly, you know, happy, think happy, move around, and eat. Three things, your food, your diet, and your exercise. And here is, uh, I uh, have um, a question here. Do you believe in angels is one question. And then have another question here. How do I get in touch with my angels? Um, I heard you talk about angels in your lecture when I saw you in New York. And how do I get in touch with my angels? 
And then I said, my first answer to that is, well, you ask God for help, and then the angels will be there automatically. You know, there are so many angels out there. They're not just one angel for each one. There are plenty of wonderful angels. You have to make sure you get the good angels, and that's why it goes through God. Ask God for the angels, and ask God to have the good angels around you. Angels are really nothing new. It's come up now as big time, and I think that is wonderful. I talk to my angels before I go to bed, and if I hear some funny noise in my house, I now, by the way, have moved to Sarasota on the west coast of Florida, but when I hear someone in, if I hear some noise in my house, I immediately bring in my angels And I can actually feel the touch of my angels on my hands or in my arms because this is what I expect them to do, to touch me and to support me. Even this very moment, I can feel the touch of the angels around you. That is how many angels there are out there. I know people are skeptics and they don't want to believe in these things. But listen, once you have been in trouble, you are made to believe a little bit further. If you haven't been in trouble enough, and I'm sorry for you, (laughs) you, maybe you need to get into a situation where you have to have trouble and then you can pull in your angels. They don't judge you. They're just there as a love energy around you. And once they're there, you can begin to brush off your body from what has bothered you. Yes. Begin to believe in the angels. That's the first thing, and that's the song, I Believe in Angels, by Abba's uh, singing group here. Uh, So you can ask the angel for immediate help at any time and any place. Of course, just like you ask God for help at any time in any place. You don't have to be in a church or in a beautiful room or at the, in a beautiful garden just to ask the angels for help. You can get that anywhere. I see time is moving on here. So I'm going to continue with the angels another time. Well, next time we have Dr. Eric Pearl coming as my guest. And after that, we have uh, uh, Mr. Mehta from India, originally metaphysician, and uh, we will talk. But right now, we will start a little meditation, and I usually uh, use the music by Stephen Halpen. I have the kind permission by Stephen Halpen to use his music And you will hear that in the background, and I hope you can hear it. Otherwise, of course, you will hear my voice speaking to you. So now relax and relax and feel very, very good about you and the one that you are. You relax. Now you feel your body is relaxing. You take a deep breath now. And you feel that within you, there is a light in your chest area. That is the God flame within you. And that God flame within you is your best friend. Any time you feel that something bothers you, just let go and let God, let that light within you shine within you. And that light is your very, very best friend. You are so relaxed now. So very, very relaxed. You take a deep breath. And you smile. Because you know that within you there is a place that listens your deepest desires and your deep desire and wish is that you are in charge 
of your life and that you are connecting with that higher power that will always, always help you be in charge of your life. That higher power is called the light within you, your higher potential, the God flame within you, and it is your very, very best friend. I am of the light. I am of the light. And now you imagine yourself far, far away in a place where you feel safe. In fact, you are in a place that is an island. It's like a paradise island surrounded by blue water. This is your paradise island. It's like a beautiful garden. You have beautiful tropical trees, flowers on the ground, big flowers, small flowers, and the ground is smooth like grass. And you walk on this grass, all green under your bare feet through the beautiful island you see the beautiful blue water of the ocean surrounding your island you are in a world of wonders and now you decide you are to feel happy and well at this very moment and you clear away any of your problems you take your hand and just brush off your body from those problems and worries you've had and decide that the light is your best friend and now suddenly the whole sky is opening up The whole sky is opening up and is sending you a ray of light, a stream of light, a ray of iridescent white light. This white light is entering your body, is entering the top of your head and you take your hand and kind of brush off your head so the light can reach your head. And now all your thoughts are transformed into happy thoughts, happy feelings. And the rays of light are going through your body. They are continuing through your body. And goes to all those places. Those rays go to your heart and clear your heart of any feelings that are of the yesteryear, of the yesterday. And fills your heart with new hope and new wishes and new ideas for a new wonderful and healthy future. I am of the light. You feel that you are now connected with the light all throughout your body. And your body feels so strong. Your body feels so well. You are happy. You feel happy in your arms, out in your hands. You feel happy throughout your spine throughout your stomach and you smile your whole body is connected with the universal white light the spirit of that all is possible in your life yes you know who you are you are a child of the light 
you are a child of the light. You like that feeling. You like that knowledge to be connected to the light. And this feeling is going to stay with you throughout the day, throughout the night, and make you feel that you have a long, long good life and career in front of you. Yes. And now you make an affirmation. I am happy throughout. I am happy throughout. And look at the world with new happy ideas. And look at the world with new happy ideas. Everything is out there for me. Everything is out there for me. I'm a worthwhile human being. I feel well throughout. I feel well throughout. Yes, I feel well throughout my body. I am grateful for the opportunity and the clarity that is now in my mind. I'm opening up to new opportunities. I know they're all around me right now. And I'm clear in my goals. You take a deep breath and you feel so relaxed now. So very, very relaxed. You feel grateful for the moment. Very very grateful for this time because you know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And now slowly, slowly you are coming back to the here and now. When I count to seven you are to open your eyes again. Number one. Number two, number three, the light is shining within you and you love that light. Number four, number five, number six, and number seven, your eyes are open, you stretch out. And you take a deep breath, you stretch your body. Yes, you stretch out your body now. This is Helena Margareta talking to you. This meditation was channeled from the heart of the universe to your heart, to your unconditional and open heart. This was wonderful to be with you today. And I'll be here again, end of the month, with my guest, Eric Pearl, of Reconnection. And um, you can call me up. Actually, Eric Pearl will be uh, will not be live. It will be recorded. But you are always welcome to call me up whenever I'm live on the show, like I was today. So have a wonderful day, everyone. This is Helena Margareta saying hello to you from Florida to everyone out there in the big, wide world. Be good. See you soon. See you next time. And keep in touch, will you? Please. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.